With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes you got to have an intervention for your friend and that's the Uh most loving thing you can do. Be like, hey, guess what? You you look real bad. Yeah. <laughs> You've let yourself go. That. We need to we need to have, have a wake up moment. <laughs> Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, this podcast has been kind of long awaited for me. Okay, really long awaited because I have been trying to get my best friend Rebecca to come and see me for like four years and we finally were able to make it happen even in the midst of all of this craziness and she's had a lot happen in the last year and even in just the last six months or so and I have had a rough year and we were able to just kind of do like some catch up on things that are happening in our lives some kind of crazy things but then also some really fun things and good things and we go into all of that in this episode I think it's a really fun catch-up episode if you have followed the show for a while and you are very familiar with who Rebecca is, or we kind of even give a little bit of a rundown of how we met and whatnot if you aren't familiar with it and you're newer to the show. So hopefully this will be a very fun and just kind of catch up, fun summer episode for you to be able to listen to. And of course, we also had to do a live in Patreon where we chatted about all the things and why she came and what we've been doing while she's been here. And it's just been so much fun. And if you would like to get that kind of behind the scenes stuff from this show, then you're going to want to come over and join us in Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and we would love to have you join us over there. We've got all kinds of different levels for you to join at, be a part of our daily live shows and get all kinds of other things that we have going on in there. So come over and join us again. It's patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We hope to see you there. But without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Rebecca Sacron. Ladies, Rebecca's back! Yay! And she sounds so thrilled. So super. Yay! Yes, there we go. (laughs) She should be excited because, you guys, she's sitting in my living room. That's right. Coming to you live from Spokane. Yes, it's crazy. So I'm in my little hovel of a studio where it's boiling hot. And she is in my nice cool house. And we are recording this episode and I'm, I just, so we're going to do a little bit of a catch up episode. That's what this is going to be about kind of where things are in both of our lives since she was on the show this past spring. 
And, but we also wanted to address, like, she finally got to come for you guys who have followed the show for a while and have been in Patreon and stuff. We did a little uh, podcast in there called What Ingrid and Fiona Like um, for a while. And so it's just been super fun to actually get her here. We've been good, good. Let's, we should do that. For people who are new to the show, we should give them the preface of how our relationship began really quickly. Like a short synopsis. Yeah. Um, we met online back in the days of Periscope. Yes. Because you needed an exercise accountability partner. <laughs> and we I signed really up for that, that. And we never did it once ever. No. And um, <laughs> as far as, well, no, I think we did. Maybe one time. Maybe one time. Maybe we talked about it one time and that was the end of that. But instantly, pretty much connected and just here we yeah. are. Yeah. Well, and we connected over like really TMI things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it was just like from there on out. And we started out on Voxer. That's right. And yeah. we did that for a year. And yeah. then a Marco Polo came into existence. And then that changed. Which takes any relationship to a whole nother level yeah. because whole nother, I know all it's that. not friendly to the person recording. For the most part, unless they're like you and they know exactly how to hold it at the exact perfect <laughs> level, but most of us don't. And so you have to just be comfortable. Like I had to let you, I had to not worry about what you thought. Maybe yes. like a kid could come in and be ugly at any point and you're in the middle of re- like recording your video or maybe you're having a terrible hair day or face day yeah. or yeah. maybe, you know, your house is a complete and total shambles in the background, but yes, you're basically <laughs> inviting them into your home. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And especially when you live across the country, but I mean, even I have good friends, you know, Katie, who's on the podcast all the time, you know, we, Marco Polo, that's why we're able to be in our, each other's lives as much as we are. Mm-hmm. And it was the game changer for our friendship because we started to get to know each other's kids. And to like, when I came to visit you two years ago, I was able to find my way around your home because right. I had, it was you all backwards, but I could right. totally like find everything and it made sense. And it was, it was just was the game changer for our friendship. I mean, out of the past four and a half years, we've only ever actually been in each other's real life presence. I think now and ca- counting today is Three. 10 days. Oh, you kind of days. Yeah, I was going to say three times, but... Yeah, three times, 10 total days. It's crazy. It's crazy. But we're, yeah. we talk to each other, I mean, almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I it's see just, your face almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, we just always pick up where we left off. And it's the normal everyday life stuff. Like we share in the big moments and the crazy stuff, but even mm-hmm. for coming here, like we, we haven't planned, I mean, maybe this is just me being a <laughs> lame friend. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't planned like anything major to do. It's just, right. it, we look forward to just being able to like do life together, which is. Well, and because we've said like, if we live near each other, we're pretty sure it'd be pretty easy to just sort of feel at home in each other's homes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, here I am sprawled out on your couch, you know, helping myself to whatever. And I feel totally comfortable. So yeah, she did laundry in my machine and yeah, I did. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you just, yeah, you just meld in and tomorrow morning. Well, the day this comes out will be the day that she leaves, but tomorrow morning, my kids come home and we 
planned that specifically yes. so that we could have a little bit of time, so just the two of us, but now you're going to get to meet the kids and, and then we'll have a little bit more like excitement and things going on. But a huge mm -hmm. part of this trip also, I mean, I think that virtual relationships are totally valid. I mean, our yeah. experience has really proved that to me, but I've had other friends that have come in similar ways. And it's always surprising to me just how rapidly the relationships grow. But there, there is something very valid to being able to take that step where you can be in each other's presence. And I think like for me, getting to go to Arkansas two years ago, it was so helpful for me to be able to see the lay of the land. Like when you would say, right. I, you know, I'm on this road. Now I know where that road is. And it just makes it, it makes me feel closer to where you are. And I was so excited to be able to get you here, which is something we have tried to do over and over and over again. <laughs> and right. you're finally here. And for me, I mean, half the time you've been here, it's just been like driving you around like, here's this kid's school. And this is this place that I go to. And just because I want you to know where I'm at when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Because being able to picture where you are, I think it just adds a whole yeah layer. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And you've been able to picture our area because you've been there, but for years, yeah. that and, would be, it was one-sided that way. Yeah. And having met your family. I mean, I even recorded voiceover jobs from your parents' closet. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yes. We we met everybody, and we kind I kind of was able to get to know them, and that was so fun and special. And so it's really fun. I mean, even my parents, they were like, "Well, obviously, we've heard about Rebecca for years and years, right?" Trying to see her, but then my mom texted me last night, and she was like, "We really like her. Like, she's super real <laughs> and super fun, and like, no wonder you like her so much." Uh -huh. Like, yeah, I know. She's pretty fabulous. So, but even your mom, really, it felt like I had already met her. Yeah. Because I've talked to her. If yeah. you've been at their house when we were talking, yeah. Then it's not like it was the first time I had ever conversed Seen with her. her. So, yeah. yeah, it did feel it was so easy just to yeah. hang out with her. Well, with you, with her, but yeah, felt natural. Yeah. Yeah. Because we went shopping with my mom and did stuff and that's the stuff we would do if you were here. And so it's just been like, not overly crazy, but it's just been yeah. nice and like, oh, this is life. So yeah. And I already, sometimes when we're driving around, I'll be like, oh, I know where we are. I remember yeah. we turned this way, right? To go there, which is fun. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. That. And like, oh, we ended up back here after like going mm -hmm. this other way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super it. fun and special and worth the effort that it takes to make it happen, even during this super crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because of the crazy time, in some ways it's easier because like, yeah. um, well, I'm flying standby and it was very easy to get flights because there's yeah. so many people and just, yeah, different things that kind of made it Jason is home. And so originally he was going to have two of the girls and because he's not traveling because everything got yeah. shut down and then all that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah, mm -hmm. it just was able to really work out and, and I'm just, 
I know that it's some people would be going like, that's crazy timing. What are you thinking? But it really, we knew also the world could be shutting way back down again. And so right. it was like better to do it now when we had the chance and we tried to do this almost eight months ago. And so, yeah. And, and we both also, so we're going to kind of move into the catch up now, but it's the last year for both of us is like sucked pretty big time. <laughs> yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Just slightly. And it was like bad back by at Christmas time when you were going to come, but you know, substantially mm-hmm. worse now. <laughs> and so yeah. I just feel like we both needed it. I think especially you needed it. Like I, as much as I wanted you to come for me, I wanted you to come for you because I've known that you needed a break and you needed just kind of like that reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has been great. I've slept so much. Yes. Which is what <laughs> I did when I came to your house. I remember just yeah. sleeping like insane hours. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's which is, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. So since truly, really- like ste- because you're stepping away. So for these few days, really all of that responsibility, you yes. can't deal with it because you're not there. Yep. And so you actually get to fully step away. You're all the way across the country pretty much. And it's just like you actually can sleep and not like you're not waking up because I don't know. There's not nothing everybody that, may be that way, but well, nothing is on to. you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's nothing that you know you have to get done tomorrow. With, okay, yeah. when I wake up, I'm going to have to. Like, that's not even on my radar right now at all. Yes. Which is exactly what I wanted for you. I wanted you to just feel like you didn't have any responsibilities that were weighing on you, any people who needed you. You could just come and like truly get a break because I don't know when the last time was that that happened for you. I don't have a clue. (laughs) Yeah. And since since you were on the show, you moved because Mm -hmm. Jason was having some health issues and it necessitated Mm -hmm. getting a different house. Yeah. So the house was making him sick and we finally figured, well, he had a migraine for 23 days and we finally figured out the reason um, and had to do with the house. So we moved him out and like within 12 hours, his headache went away. So it was, I mean, we knew we could tell. And then if he came in even for, you know, an hour or so, he'd end up with a headache again. So we could easily over a month's time, you know, it was very easy to pinpoint that, yes, it was the house. So, and of course he's more susceptible because he has Lyme yeah. disease and yeah. all of that. So, um, so we, he lived with my parents yeah. for a few weeks until Corona came around. Mm-hmm. And then it, my mom is, uh, you know, 66, 66. Yeah. And she's got asthma pretty bad. And so he would go to his studio during the day and then just sleep at their house. But that was making some of the family uncomfortable because, you know, he would go to maybe the gas station or the grocery store or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so just the, they were nervous about the contact with her. So they asked if he could just maybe not stay at their house, which was, it was a very reasonable request. Mm-hmm. So he moved into his studio and he stayed there for a month, I think. Um, it was a full month. It may have been a little over a month. And it was, 
I'm grateful that we had it. In some ways, it was easy. I mean, we yeah. just set up a cot, put a lot of mattresses. He didn't have, he had a sink and that was it. Like there's no, no fridge, no stove, nothing like that. And so we would go spend some time with him, but it was really difficult to put five people in this studio space. And so we didn't sleep. Sometimes just like a couple of girls would go stay a couple of nights because he got really lonely and, um, but he couldn't come into the house. And yeah. so it's, it's not like he could come spend time with us. So that was very difficult. I know it was very difficult for him by the end. He was okay in the beginning, but yeah. by the end, um, he was really struggling. But then we finally, we found a house and were able to close on it and we moved in on May 1st. And Crazy. so I know. So you've been that long. Yeah. I know it, in some ways it feels like we've been there a long time. And then I think not really, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but I, you know, a month is like four years in COVID. So this is true. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why, but we were finally able, you know, he was able to move home and that was of course a big, big deal. And then he, so Jason, we don't really know if it's a result of having Lyme because Lyme can affect you neurologically so mm -hmm. most likely it is but we just there's no way to know we'll never know yeah. that he is bipolar now because of that or yeah. we think because yeah. of that so so he right when we moved he just kind of spiraled downward pretty badly mm -hmm. and he ended up having to go into the hospital so it was just like like there was there's no break to yeah. the crazy it just keeps yeah. going so he had to go into the hospital and he had to stay in the hospital uh, two hours away, a hospital that's two hours away, and they started um, ECT. Mm -hmm. I always say ECT treatments. I actually think that's redundant because I think the T stands for treatments, oh. <laughs> which is basically they make him have a seizure for a, just seconds. I mean, if you if you Google it online, it says one to three minutes, but we talked to the guy that helps do it, and he said, no, it's more like 20 seconds. I mean, it's not um, even a full minute. He mm -hmm. said some, sometimes it'll be almost a minute, but that's the longest that it is. Hmm. And so, um, so we had to drive, it was, it's actually about two and a half hours. So we had to drive three times a week for a couple of weeks. And then it was, um, once a week for a lot of weeks. And then we have to be there at six in the morning. So we have to get up at three and leave. It's like <sighs> a whole exhausting yeah. ordeal. And then then it was like once every two weeks and now we're out to once every three weeks. But the biggest thing was in the beginning, I'm sure some people listening to this probably have experience with it, but it erases. I mean, they have no short-term memory. And when I say none, I mean none. Like we would come out of the building and I remember this one specifically the first time, which was the first time I took him, which was actually his fourth treatment because he did three when he was in the hospital. But he walked out and he said, now, where are we? And, you know, I said, okay, we're in, we're in Little Rock, you know, we're getting, he said, why are we here? And I said, remember your treatments? Oh yeah. Okay. It's like, man, it's really pretty here. Cause it is the hospital's kind of up on a hill and it's a really pretty view. And so he said, man, it's really pretty here. I said, yeah, yeah, it really is. And he said, now, where are we? And we're like, uh, our car is not that far away. I mean, it's just right yeah. there really. And I said, well, we're in Little Rock, you know, we're, oh yeah. Okay. Why are we here? And I said, before your treatment he's like oh, okay he said boy I'm really hungry are you hungry and I said I am let's you know we'll get some food on the way okay 
now where are we? And I was like, oh my oh goodness. My <laughs> and I was not prepared for that. I mean, they had yeah. told me short-term memory loss, but I mean, it gone. was bizarre. It was gone. Yeah. He had like, no idea. Just like that minute reset you hear about. Yes. People yeah. I mean, that. it wasn't, it was like seconds. I mean, it was just wow. crazy. And so the girls actually had fun with it. So Claire, you know, she'd be like, Hey daddy, remember that $15 you owed me? You know, yeah. <laughs> And then she would giggle and he'd be like, no, I didn't remember I owed you that. And she's like, Oh yeah. And then she started <laughs> laughing and she's like, you don't owe me, you know, but then, uh, but so they had fun with it. We, you have to kind of make it fun because I think, especially for little kids, that's really alarming. Yeah. And so we just sort of made it a funny thing instead. And we would laugh about, you know, how he does the same question or tell the same joke or, you know, yeah. And then it would be like, he'd finally start to remember. And then we'd go back to a treatment, but we're far enough into it now that he, he has a little bit here and there, there'll be something he doesn't remember, but it, overall it doesn't really affect his memory anymore. Now he can't remember things that happened in those weeks. Yeah. And he'll probably never get that back. Yeah. I'll probably always have to just say, Oh, no, this and this happened during that time. Mm -hmm. But as far as affecting the current memory, it's pretty minimal now. And they said it just gets less and less, you know, by yeah. the time they said, by the time you actually are going once every four weeks, it doesn't really affect your memory at all. So that is a good thing. Yeah. That because is good. it got where he was when it wasn't it, three times a week, when it was more like once, once a week or once every two weeks, it would make him so irritated because mm -hmm. he knew he couldn't remember and it would just drive him up the wall. Like, I know I'm supposed to know this stuff. I know, yeah. you know, and it didn't affect like ability to do math or, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it was just yeah, like no, things it's that, not that happened that like he'd walk into his studio cause he felt the need to be productive, mm -hmm. but he couldn't remember. He couldn't figure out what to do to be productive because yeah. he couldn't remember what he was doing, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, I knew there's probably something I'm supposed that I wanted to do with that painting or why did I have this box out or, you know, and he couldn't, yeah. and he would just get so frustrated. And so we're kind of past that, which is great. Yeah. Still yeah. going on though. Still currently in the middle of that. Well, and I remember that, that memory loss thing when my brother was having grand mal seizures because mm -hmm. I mean, they were grand malls. So he was seizing for, you know, sometimes five minutes, you know? Oh my and so when he would come out of that, it would be days. And to the mm. point where you think, oh, surely you're remembering things now. And he wouldn't. And then you would say like, well, yeah. something happened. And he'd be like, what? And it was, yeah, it was really crazy to see somebody just totally not remember yeah. what had happened. Yeah. And, and or sometimes, even, well, and sometimes he, he would get mean, you know, he would say things and you, would write it off because you would know like he doesn't even know what he's really saying like this isn't really him right, right now but mm -hmm. then when it would come up later like well you said this thing and he would mm -hmm. just like be mortified like oh my oh, gosh yeah. I can't believe I said that I'm so sorry I know I like I didn't mean yeah. that I don't think that you know but it was it was hard we had a few definitely had a few of those situations where i uh, yeah, it was not very pretty. And then later on, when I kind of let him know, he would just look at me and he'd be like, that is not okay. Yeah. And he'd say, why didn't you stop me? I'm like, well, it's not like that. I mean, you yeah. can't really do that. And he said, maybe if you recorded me 
so that if I could hear it, like it would trigger my memory somehow, you know, Hey, don't do that. And I was like, well, no, I mean, I guess in the moment, I don't think you would appreciate that. So I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. But, but I was like, but it's okay because I know you have no idea. I mean, you really have no idea. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing to live through. It really is. Yeah. And the girls, you know, they, of course they didn't, they don't deal with a lot of it, but they, you have to let them in on some of it because they're living with it too. And you yeah. can't just, yeah. they're old, you know, they're older. I can't just hide it all from them. And so yeah. that's a lot for little kids to deal with and hope. I don't think like, I think we've made it where it's not a scary thing Yeah, because I've just been pretty frank about it. You know, well, they just, daddy has to have seizure, a seizure, a, you know, an induced seizure, but, um, and it makes his memory loss. And oh, you know, look how funny that can be, or look how yeah. you know. And then, yeah. and if he starts to be a little bit cranky or a little, you know, say some things, we just have to be forgiving and know that he's not thinking clearly right now because we know that we know who he really is, and we know that he that isn't really him. Yeah, at that time, and so yeah. we have to be forgiving and have grace because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and it's a lot better now. So we, I feel like we've gotten through the. We, 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 yeah. we have gotten through the worst of it. So yeah. now hopefully it's all uphill. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Ladies, this year has been a pretty crazy one, hasn't it? And it can be hard to feel like yourself or have the same motivation that you've always had or really kind of know how to take steps forward in your life. And I, almost more than anyone, know the value of getting help when you need it for your mental health and your clarity and being able to move forward in your life. And I think that BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is a great way to help you just kind of get back on top of your life again. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, which is exactly what we need right now. They have a broad range of expertise available, which may not be even locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which these days is even more uncomfortable with a mask and social distancing. You can just completely avoid that and move all of your help online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches as well, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, even in the midst of all of this craziness. So visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily. For instance, this one about Allison Mann. It says that Allison has been nothing but great help in these two weeks I've known her. I can already see a difference in my journey. She truly has a listening ear and is eager to understand my situation from my point of view. She never rushes me. She always listens and lets me express myself the best way I think is possible in that moment. I'm feeling hopeful to get the great impact that therapy will have on me. I think that's so encouraging. I know I have had a similar experience and I would love for you to be able to have that experience as well. So 
So visit betterhelp.com slash lovely. That's betterhelp.com slash lovely and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Plus, for my listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash lovely. That's 10% off the first month just for my Cultivating the Lovely listeners by going to betterhelp.com slash lovely. So yeah. in a nutshell, that's so so care we were caretaker fatigue is a real yeah. thing. And I and could see that ooh. in you. Like, okay, yeah. she's not who she was. She's not taking yeah. care of herself the way that she was. Oh yeah. Like I and as a friend, like we've even talked about this in cultivating the lovely lately in the Patreon group, like sometimes you got to have an intervention for your friend and that's the uh-huh. most loving thing you can do be like hey guess what you <laughs> you look real bad yeah. <laughs> you've let yourself go that. we need to we need to have, have a wake-up moment here. <laughs> like I don't think you actually want to look this way yeah. and and you really were convinced like you didn't care anymore it didn't matter you were fine. You didn't yeah. care. You that's it's fine that you looked that way. You weren't into looking nice anymore. You weren't into well, taking it was care like of yourself. The mental ability to care. Yeah. It's like I couldn't I couldn't produce that. Yeah. Is what it kind of felt like actually. Yeah. Like there's just like I just do not have the mental capability yeah. to care about that. But then when you you kind of wake back up again, at least from my experience, and you start to do it again, you realize like oh, this is something I can cling to, to get through what I'm getting through. Because it yeah. actually, it does matter. I want, when I look nicer and I've pulled myself together and I'm taking care of myself, I'm actually able to handle that other stuff better. Mm-hmm. But sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit of a wake up call before you realize like, oh, the effort will actually. Well, and it's funny because I have two really good friends that live in Texas. And one of them, we have a group Marco Polo and one of them was actually the first to mention it. And she was like, okay. Cause so they're the same as you, like they had noticed they could see the fatigue and they, mm-hmm. you know, come visit us, come visit us. Of course. I, and we did re- just a, yeah. a week ago, I guess. And it was so much fun, but of course I had my kids with me. Yeah. So that's different than like here right now. Yeah. I'm literally free. free. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was still, we had a blast, but one of them specifically was like, okay, let's like, you need a haircut or something. And she's like, and I don't just need a haircut, like a style. Let's get a style. You need something. And she's like, we're going to start helping you. And it was funny because it was a very, and either my personality or just the way she did it, it was not offensive at all. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it was like, okay, yes, I know you're right. Thank you. I needed that little, you know, slap in the face, like wake up, look, you know, all right, pull yourself together. You know, it's time. And so it it encourages you. I mean, it kind of helps you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and say, okay, it's time to put a little mascara on every day just so yeah. I look more awake and I feel more awake and I feel better about what I see if I look in the mirror or, uh, so I did the haircut thing. <laughs> yeah. And that. So we've had similar haircut experiences. <laughs> 
was not great. <laughs> I was, mean, for, um, yeah, for people who don't follow me on Instagram, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but I got one haircut that was supposed to be a couple of inches, ended up being like six or seven inches, and then I got a haircut to try to fix it. And then that also was terrible. So then I took matters into my own hands and Roman and I cut my hair off in February, like chin length. And so that was like a whole thing. But after I did it, even though that had not been intentional, it was actually pretty liberating. And you had been sending me all these hairstyles that were longer. And I thought, yeah, those will be fine. Like those will be cute. And I know it, the length isn't what you want it right now, but I think there's a certain sense well, of like, like I'm, the gap. Like yeah. There's some chunks missing. And well, because like, Rebecca I don't also that. ended up having to have two haircuts. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I got the Rachel. Yeah. I just straight up, the lady gave me the iconic Rachel, but a worse version. But that's <laughs> essentially what it was. And so it's then I had to, no, it was, no. Oh, it was bad. And so the very next day, because I was coming here the next day. Yeah. And so Tuesday, I was like, I'm finding somebody. And so I just put out a plea on Facebook, you know, give me a recommendation of a good place to go or a good, you know, and I was like, don't just tell me, oh, this is your friend. Because that doesn't mean they're good. Good. I want to know you would put your head under yes. their care with scissors. like, And you have, scissors. and it went well. Right, and, and cons- more than once, consistently. And yeah. So I did end up going to a woman who immediately was like, oh, well, she yeah. you the Rachel. And I was like, that's exactly what I said. But she did a great job fixing it as best as it could be and oh and really it's, overall, it's, it's pretty cute there are some bare spots yeah but you can kind of fill them in with other hair sort of yeah yeah <laughs> and and it's not something like it's not embarrassing it yeah. can be cute and it's it'll it won't take that long to I think grow hair there <laughs> yes I hope <laughs> fill in no I'm sure it will and and you wouldn't know like if you were just looking you would just right. think, oh she's got this cute yeah. shorter cut it just wasn't yeah. exactly what you had intended yeah I just have yeah. to curl and use some texture spray and kind of strategically place some yeah. <laughs> hair in certain spots to cover the gaps yeah. but but I two things came out of it one a decently cute hairstyle. Yes. Which I desperately which is needed. Fresh. Desperately yeah. needed. Fresh. And two, I think I have found my hair. Yes. Style. So, yeah. Which makes two good difference. things. It's yes. worth the gap in my hair. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> I it think. just, it's sometimes when you get like a big hair chop like that, like mine happened to come a couple of weeks after my divorce finalized. So everybody thought I did it because of that. I was like, no, actually it was just a bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> As I was re-entering the dating world for sure, like this wasn't what I had in mind, but you know, <laughs> sometimes that's the way it goes. And I've ended up feeling like I'm growing it now, but every once in a while I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I will shorten it back up because it did make me feel kind of like spunky and powerful mm-hmm. and you know, like. It's super cute on you. No, oh, You do short you. hair well. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's something to it that does give you kind of like that fresh start and make like something's, you know, make you feel well, like you're kind of forced to fix your hair. Yes. If you it's are. short, you are, you can't just throw it in a ponytail, which yep. was definitely yes where I had gone daily. 
Uh-huh. And so it kind of forces you to, to do something to yourself. Yeah. And to be aware that you need to take a few minutes to fix yourself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so I think it also can kind of age you a little bit. And I was a little bit worried about that. I didn't want to look five years older. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I kind of just look the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you look, I think it's cute. Age wise. I think it's the young. same. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's fresh and cute and adorable and I, well, and we know that because you got hit on on the airplane. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that already. Oh, so oh, awkward. Poor Rebecca. So awkward. Two hours of just oh. like, please go away. Please find a different row. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not was... going to get shots with you on the layover. Oh. Sure. No, you can show me your card trick, but no, sir, you don't yeah. win any <laughs> hangout time no. afterwards. No. no. Oh gosh. Yeah. I did have him teach me the card trick, yeah. so my kids would think I'm cool because it was a fun card trick. But <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was it. So funny. And thankfully, he went on his way after the plane landed, yeah. and I went on my way very quickly and did not look back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's so funny. But. Yeah. Yeah. So you're here. I'm here. And I'm having like some changes in my life too. Yes. Since yes. Last talked. Um, some things I didn't really expect. <laughs> so <laughs> I, we have some, I'll start here. We have some friends who have been fostering a dog. She was a rescue from we think a puppy mill up north that got raided. And so they decided that during COVID, the fun project their family would take on was that they would foster this dog that was pregnant with puppies. And they knew she was some sort of doodle. So it wasn't entirely sure like what kind of dog got her pregnant or, you know, like we, we haven't really known, but she had the puppies and they've, you know, been taking care of the puppies since their birth. And we have gotten to see these puppies since their very early days. And as they've grown, like, we're pretty sure they're golden doodles. That's, that's what they look like. They're super cute. They're pretty laid back for puppies. I mean, they're pretty young, so I'm sure they'll get peppier as they keep getting older. They still sleep a lot, but we, they, all the puppies got claimed. So there were eight puppies and one of them passed. And so then they all, like one was supposed to go to Pittsburgh and like they, they were all claimed because, you know, they, it's a great deal on a doodle. And so we, I hadn't really thought about it. You know, there was one time where I was over at their house and the puppies had grown a little bit and I got to hold one for the first time. And I was, it was when my, I didn't have my kids for like that weekend or maybe even that week. And I was just holding this puppy and I'm not a dog person, but I was holding this puppy thinking, I just want to take this thing home and like <laughs> have something warm to cuddle with and like, just be near me. And she was like, um, no, I was like, no, I know, I know, you know, and they were claimed. And so I didn't think much more about it, but then we were over there like two weeks ago, week and a half ago. And my friend mentioned that the people who were wanting this one puppy, who's like, he's a boy, he's pretty curly, one of the more curly ones, but super cute. Um, 
they decided to not take him. And so I just kind of like sauntered over and looked, was looking at him and I picked him up and I was like, I think I really want this dog. Like, I don't know what is wrong with me because <laughs> I'm not a dog person, but I think I really want this dog. And I wonder what this could be like for our family and for my kids. And so I went over and I got Roman and I was like, Hey, have you like, have you been looking at these puppies at all? Like hold this puppy. <laughs> Like, I want to see your reaction when you hold this puppy. And he was like, are, immediately he was going, are we getting, are, are we getting this? Are, is this our dog? Are we getting a dog? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know like any of the logistics. I'm, this is just kind of playing through my head. So hold this puppy. And he picked him up and he was just like, I want this puppy. Like, we need this puppy. I've wanted a dog for years, mom. Oh my gosh, we got to have this. And he's, you know, 14. He's like a man now. He's way bigger than me, but he just got so excited. And I was like, I think we need this dumb dog. And so I go over to my friends and I'm talking with them and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And Shell, who you guys hear on the podcast all the time, she was like, you need this dog. It would be so good for your family and he could protect you and he could keep you company when the kids are gone. And like, she just started listing off all the reasons why we needed the dog. And she thought it was from the Lord that we needed this dog. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I don't even know like if I can, if I don't even think I'm allowed to have a dog in my townhome. And so while we were there, I went over and called my landlord and I said, I know the people two doors down from me have a dog. So what, what is the deal? Like, do I have to just pay more or like what, what would it take to get a dog? He said, well, technically no animals are allowed, but if you have a letter from a health professional stating that you need an emotional support animal, then you are able to have a dog. It doesn't cost you any more money. You know, we just, we have to allow that. And I was like, ding, 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 because guess who's got PTSD? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, if I could capitalize on PTSD in any positive way in my life, this sure would be a great way to do it. So I ended up emailing my counselor, who I've seen for the past couple of years. And I was like, so do, I mean, I don't want it if I don't actually qualify, but do you think that I would qualify for an emotional support animal. And she emailed me back immediately. And she was like, oh my goodness, you definitely qualify. In fact, I think that your entire family qualifies. And I think this would be an amazing idea for you guys. It would be a really, really good thing. I'm going to write the letter immediately. And so it was like, okay, like I guess all the pieces are falling into place. So I, I go back. And I tell the gal who's been fostering the dogs, I said, I, okay, I think we're going to do it. We're, we're going to bite the bullet. I'm going to get this dog. I actually discussed it with my parents first. I just wanted to get kind of their take. And of course my mom, she's a six on the Enneagram. And so she, she was like excited, but she also let me know like every possible reason why this could be a bad idea and all the things that I might hate about having a dog. And I was like, yeah. Yep. Know all those. That's why I haven't ever had a dog in my adult life. I'm really trying to look at the positive here. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to find the reasons why this could be a really good thing for us. And so we decided to get the dog and we were able to bring him home one day. Well, first Judah wasn't with me when we decided to get the dog. So when I had him with me next, 
I told him and we got to go meet, he got to go meet the dog with us. And he, I, oh, it's like, it was so powerful. If you go look on my Instagram, you can see the pictures of us with the dog kind of for the first time. And it is like, there's this, oh, thank you. But there's this one picture of Judah where he's Mm -hmm. holding him. And it was like all the hard pieces of him that have developed just softened and kind of started to melt. And he just like instantly fell in love with this animal that like he knew he didn't have to prove himself to or like I don't know it was just this like he just started kissing him on the head and holding him and he was so like tender with him and usually he's got this really tough exterior and it was just not that way at all he just was instantly in love with him and I I mean, I had already made the decision, but that so solidified it for me. Like, yeah, we needed this dog more than I even realized. And he's going to be a big boy. And I mean, he's going to be a big dog. But I really think we're finally ready for that. I think I'm ready to take that on. I'm ready to have... I think you're going to love it. Yeah, like have something living around while my kids are gone. And even though a lot of things are changing in my life and meeting new people and finding things to do with my time and all of that kind of thing, like I really think this dog, like I'm I'm determined to make him a companion. Like when we go places, he's just going to come along. When we go to my parents' house, he's just going to come along. Like he, I've decided he's just going to be a staple and he's going to be a companion and that's the way it's going to be and when I think about it from that perspective I'm able to fall in love with the idea a little bit more yeah so so here we are I think it's going to end up being such a comfort to you yeah more than you realize yeah because like our little dog Chloe for she's tiny and yours will be like big and huggable yeah. But she, there have been times where she's just curled up with me and it was like, thank you. Thank you for curling up with me. Yeah. I need that right now. You yeah. know, and she always loves me no matter what. Yeah. She's always so excited to see me no <laughs> matter what, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you just need that. Yeah. And that's the same thing my mom says. She never used to be a dog person, but man, her dogs, she's just like, they just love me all the time. And there, there is that. Like I was sitting here alone the other night, had another week without the kids this summer. And I really just found myself thinking, I just wish I had my dog. Like I, I really just want, I wish he was here and I could Mm -hmm. snuggle him and, you know, talk to him, (laughs) you know, I just, yeah. So he, by the time this airs, He's getting fixed this week and we should, we should be getting him tomorrow when this airs. Hopefully it's all going to work out that way. And then Roman's getting his wisdom teeth out. So it's going to be like a a whole thing this week of a lot to be juggling. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to be fun. Yeah. It's been a week. Like I've, we've had you here, Emerson's birthday, um, the dog, the wisdom teeth, swim lessons and ballet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot. 
going on, but it's exciting and it's new and it just feels like even though we're in the middle of all this COVID stuff and so many hard things, it feels like we're kind of starting a new chapter in a lot of ways. And we already know that at least for Roman, I mean, most likely the schools are going to be shut down and I'm going to be back to homeschooling again. And I'm trying to not have a total panic attack about it. But if you guys haven't watched Leanne and Michelle's homeschooling video, homeschooling during COVID video for the Enneagram types, just go watch it and watch the three. And that is basically exactly me. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) they just, yeah, I died laughing because it was so accurate. But um, even in the midst of all that, we know that, you know, possibly the girls will be going But for Roman, most definitely, even if they open the schools back up, it'll only be every other day. And so I've already told him, like, okay, we're going to have to walk this dog. Like, come rain, shine, snow, sleet, whatever it is, we're going to have to walk him. And since you're just going to be home with me, you get to have the (laughs) mom-son bonding time of walking our dog. And, you know, so, I mean, I think even little things like that, are going to be unexpected little blessings and ways to make memories. And yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good. It'll have its, you know, it's hard things and it's responsibility, but I think it'll even be good for Roman to have more responsibility with a dog and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a whole thing, (laughs) whole thing at the start of a a new sort of chapter, I think for us. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, lots of new things going on, and we'll see how they all play out. <laughs> I mean, the potty training, you may hate, but, but just get past that. Yeah, and then, I will. I mean, not you may hate, you will hate. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nobody loves that. Yeah. But it, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, I think it will be too. And he's already crate trained during the night, so I've got that going for us. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could go on and on, but I think we want to get back to our facials and uh, having some fun here while she's here. So we are going to wrap things up, but thanks for podcasting with me, Rebecca. Oh, it was so much fun. I'm so comfortable and relaxed in your house. I know. And I'm going to get out of this hot (laughs) studio and yeah, come enjoy it. All right. Well, we'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I think we'll be back next week with a new episode. All right, ladies, that's it for this episode. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can just swipe up in whatever app you are using and you should be able to see all of the show notes right there for you to be able to access and get the links to all the things that we talked about in today's show. We would also, of course, love it if you leave us a rating and review in iTunes. And I would say almost even more, I would love if you came and followed on Instagram because I love being able to connect with you guys over there. It's the number one way that I hear back from my audience and I'm able to kind of keep you guys up to speed on daily life sorts of things. So if you want all of the goodness that you heard in this episode today, kind of the the life updates, I mean, I go really in-depth in Patreon so you can get even more over there if that's really what you're looking for. But I also put a lot on Instagram and you can see kind of the visuals of what we're up to on a day-to-day basis. So come over and find me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram and I would love to see you there. All right, until next week, ladies, go be bold and gracious. Mm-hmm.